as the great Gus Gould would say, wow, what a week in Supercoach that was. If you were Captain Hoisin, you're absolutely flying. Uh, you've soared up the ladder as I have here. If you weren't, you, there was still enough carnage across the week that huge scores flying left, right and centre that you might have been able to save it. But that's round four and we're here for round five, TLT with the SC Talk and it's JT here and Lakey. How are you, mate? Uh, mate, I'm doing okay. I've spent the last couple of hours putting together a couple of uh, bikes for the kids. So I'm well and, well and truly done with parenting today and I'm ready to talk about my actual true love, which is fake football. That's it. Well, virtual football. Virtual football. Fantasy football, not fake. <laughs> Still real. <laughs> Pretend. Yeah. Um, mate, you were telling me you were uh, about $160 richer after last week. Yeah. What's happened there? If I ever see Fergo and his broken face, I'll kiss him square on the nose. Um, I put a same-game multi on for um, a couple of anytime try scorers and their eels to win 13-plus. And I say, got to admit, about two minutes left in the game, uh, even less than that, I threw it in, turned the, turned the TV off and went, nah, I lost that. And then uh, going to bed last night and I went to put a – Another bet on for this morning and saw I was a little bit heavier in the pocket. So it was a nice little surprise. I went back and watched the highlights. Not bad. <laughs> All degenerate punters like myself are just seething in anger. That never happens. Mate. Oh, mate, it never happens to me either. So I was absolutely cheering. I was on the right side of the ledger that time. What a weird game that was, though. Hey, the old I was I was following along the score. I didn't actually get to watch much of the much of any game really over the weekend, but that one in particular, there I was just following the score along. And Tigers were well down, then they were back up twenty four twenty two. And say the Eels looked well in control, and the Tigers turned it around and played some really good footy. A couple of nice tries um, through the middle at the back end of the game, and um, yeah, say so the Eels got lucky in the end to pull it out as they did. I mean, that was uh, few and far between those sort of close contests over the weekend. So the Warriors-Roosters was a game I actually did see. That was fantastic football there. Big close contest at the start there. Roosters pulling away in the end class, proving too much. But across the weekend, geez, there were some very ordinary score lines. My own team very much included in that one there. Yours, the Knights, uh, fared a little better there. They had to, given... Geez, some of the carnage that went on Did there. They, but what you- we lost to the Dragons. I was devastated. Uh, mate, Dragons are yet three in a row there. I was very distraught after having lost to them at home about two weeks ago. But who'd have thought, fast forward two more weeks, and that's the least of the Cowboys' <laughs> problems. We're getting dusted by Cronulla oh, of all teams. Um but nonetheless, I was at a wedding at that point there. I thought it was a dry wedding. Thankfully, there was a, a carton of uh, light beers in the corner there. I was able to check the score and then immediately move over the heathen that I am and uh, oh yeah, take some of those bad boys out and make the pain a little less. But Take, take <laughs> your medicine, terrible. mate. Take your cowboy's medicine. We've but I mean, I had enough. I yeah, exactly right. We spoke about it before. Like the teams in the doldrums, it can happen. Sometimes it's a season, sometimes it's more. And it, all it does is make the uh, the good times taste even better. So we'll be back. It might not be for a few years, but Cowboys will be back. I'll be yee-hawing as normal down the track. So. Well, it might even be next year. You guys can cheer on Milford when he gets up there. And- <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I've had Moses Embi. I have had Luke Brooks. Oh, um, who else? Tom Dearden, I wouldn't mind. We'll go with him. But Anthony Milford. Um, surprised we don't have Brody Croft. Brody, what are you doing next year? Who wants to come to the cows? Anyone? Well, he's not playing Anyone? this week, so he could suit up for you guys on the weekend. 
Oh, I can't wait for the call from the manager up to the Cowboys asking if we're interested and then that leak into the media. It's just the way it goes. But enough about uh, rubbish rugby league teams, mate. Round four, done dusted. But how did you fare? Were you a Captain Hoisen player? I wasn't. Player? I decided to go safe with um, Tedesco. And I watched as, um, you know, Pappy was on my bench and just racking up numbers and there was nothing I could do about it to get a, the double points out of him. But... I still I scored well enough. I scored a thirteen ninety five, so that pushed me up the rankings six uh, k ish. I'm in, I'm inside the top six and a half, seven k or something now. I can't tell you off the top of head, but yeah, mm. that blows my mind, mate. People, I beat Benny G, one of the SC Talk podcasters from last season. I beat him by about twelve points. I captain Pappy. He did not. I think he captained Teddy, and somehow they've managed to still scrounge up. Um, almost taking me um, all the way there it was incredible. Like what a what a round it was. Yeah, I think was, he had the likes of Brian Brian Toto. Um, I think a few people have had Fergo as well, closing out for them as he did for your bank account in that last game there. But what a week! It was huge. It was, but say it was it was really a story of uh, Ryan Pappenhausen versus the world. If you didn't have him, and I know a lot of people went that pod route, so to speak, with a Latrell or or an AJ Brimson to start the year um, instead of the vanilla Teddy Puppy combo. Um, and if you did that, you absolutely hated every minute of Friday night football last week. Vanilla is a great flavour, though, mate. I think uh, more people need to take notice of that go the safe route sometimes it just works out for you like that but round four in a 25 round season pappy's going to have some down weeks and whoever you've gone over him will bounce back well, so it's that's very- it his down week could come this week he runs into a juggernaut but we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> Certainly will, mate. So it's the usual TLT pod that we've got here. We're going to focus on all the ins and outs from the team list Tuesday announcements that have just been dropped earlier today. We'll go through the injury and suspension news and then go game by game. Of course, subscribe and leave us a review for anyone listening out there. It's always good to see some feedback there. Uh, we've got some constructive feedback before. Someone said they love the yeehaw. I give on <laughs> Was the, it you? The podcast. Uh, but one of my many burner accounts, but yes, they absolutely frothed it. So if you have some constructive feedback for, for Lakey and I and some of the boys there, absolutely give us a review there on iTunes, whatever it may be. Love to hear what you guys think out there. And of course, we're going to go around the grounds in terms of the young legends, all the SC Talk contributors there. We'll see how everyone's faring. Um, fair few injuries on, on here, mate. I'm not uh, seeing the same extent as last week, but Jeez, still a fair bit to get through there. And suspensions, they're killing you and I this week. And uh, I think you've broken one of the the key outs for round five here. And, uh, yeah, of course, all the, the ins and outs for the eight games to come. So, of course, let's start with around the grounds. Uh, Lakey, you mentioned yourself. You've had a bit of a, uh, well, I would say a down week because you're not in the 1400s, but 1395 sees you 6.7K overall. And I've actually leapfrogged you, mate. You did. Yes. Almost, uh, yeah, geez, must, mustn't be anything between us here because I got 14.28 last week, courtesy of Captain Housen, 6.1K. So, yeah, I was in the, the five figures after round three, wasn't looking great. All it takes, really, and we've said that all along. We've always said it's such a, an erratic start to the season that it can just be one of those big weeks like it was last week that can soar you up the ladder, and that's exactly what it did there. But that's you and I. Some of the other contributors here, Catfish. Wilf, he's still flying. He does actually have 
Milford out of his side and Tedesco in. Yeah, so he, he pulled a bit of a sneaky and <laughs> he did all right. He's got those guys and fixed up his team from what he started with. But, yeah, he's absolutely flying. He's um, trying to be the – 1.3K. Yeah, first-time multiple winner. Hmm. How good. Catfish, he almost got the 1,400 last week. He's 1.3K in the rankings there. So, doing very well for himself there, as is Wenon. Jeez, one, he had a bit of a down week as well. He got 1287, didn't captain Pappy, and he's back just inside the top 5K. So, I mean, he's still, I've got to applaud him there. He's, he's done well. Um, old Wenin, he's always got some interesting opinions and thoughts on, on some of the Supercoach trade-ins and outs, but for whatever it is, he, he's doing all right there. And Stasi, everyone's best mate. He uh, went 1347 last week and he's 5,000th-ish overall. So, Stasi's doing all right, mate. He's had a, he's had a bit of a bad luck a couple of years over the last couple of seasons there, but good to see him back up and about. But he was telling us he's, he's going to some wedding this weekend. Could mm. we see a bit of a downfall? Uh, maybe, maybe. So, I think he's still going to be focusing on what's important. That's super coach. Uh, he'll still be tweeting things out as he's... I think he was at a Bucks, the probably the Bucks party for the wedding, but he did uh, still manage to get the teams out as across the weekend, inebriated as he was. So I'm sure he'll still be on top of things. But if not, <laughs> if not, we'll be around and we can try and help out as best we can. Big shoes to fill, but we'll see what we can He's do. Absolute true for that bloke. And uh, finally, bringing up the rear for the SC Tour contributors is Carlos. Milgate himself, he had a big week, 14.05. Yeah, I played and him. Yet he's still... Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow, he just pinged you there. Wow. Good on him. Good on Carlos. He's seen himself into 7.6K. So, at least we're all in the top 10K. There's a long season to go there. Hopefully, we can continue making the right calls there. Speaking of some people that are making the right calls, the NRL SC Talk group. So, little uh, unlimited group that we've got on uh, Supercoach there in Everyone seems to be doing a lot better than I am up the top. Look at some of these guys here, mate. Walters Woofers, coached by Don. He is top of the league here and seventh overall. We talked about him last week. He's flying and followed by Kieran's Addens and Subtractants, and they're coming eighth overall. That is huge. Like They're clearly not listening to us. Well, maybe they are, and it's a bit of don't do what Donnie don't does. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good Simpsons reference, mate. <laughs> Ten minutes in. How good? I'm currently 366th in that group. So it just goes to show there are a fair few people doing better than us. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, we should get them on the pod and ask their opinion, really. I look forward to it. And finally, Chris's Southern Soldiers, they won round four with a score of 1637. And, I mean, I think the overall winning score for the week was 16.80. So, that almost unheard of. You think about last year, like, now we sort of bat our, like, oh, yeah, just another big week in Supercoach. But 1,600, mate. 1,600, mate. That's, I don't think I've ever climbed anywhere near that. I might have got a 1,500 in my time, but 1,600's insane numbers. It's one of those weeks where you just everything falls right for you. Absolutely everything. You're picking Captain House and you're picking the right reserves. Your your big guys, uh, your cheap center wings. They're scoring tries and those sorts of things. It's it must be a great feeling. Oh, exactly right. Hope you spend the one k. If you got up there in that sixteen eighty, hope you spend that wise because that is an absolutely killer week. You hundred percent deserve that. All right, Lakey, injuries and suspensions coming out of round four there. Um, mate, 
should I just throw this to you because it's basically the Newcastle to. Knights it's disgusting. Oh, it was a Go rough game. Them. It was a rough game. Mitch Pearce tore his pack, so he's out for about three months now. Um, but that's okay because, oh, jeez, it's not Jake okay. Jake Clifford's coming? Jake Clifford's <laughs> on his way out next year. No, I was going to say we could move Texi Hoy into the halves, but he tore his hamstring, so he's out two to four weeks. Then you got Kurt Mann who got KO'd. Um, should be okay for two weeks' time, but he's in the concussion protocol and he's going to miss this week. And then Clemmer looked real bad when he went down too, but uh, managed to avoid anything major. Uh, still sort of in doubt. Has been named, but he's still a uh, touch of doubt over him. But I think that I heard that if he doesn't play, the Knights are going to struggle to field a 17. Uh, let alone I, they did say, how are you feeling, Matt? Have you been limbering up in the office? No, no. So I'm on this injury list as well. My liver took a pounding on Sunday night, so <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a bit of recovery as well, uh, unfortunately. But the good news for the Knights is my boy KP's back at the number one, so they're really going to help the team out with the direction and and uh, you know attacking now that he has. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's up on the Gold Coast, so I think I'm going to take the misses down and try and catch it. Are you really? Yeah, yeah going to give it a go. We just got what to could stick. be more romantic, mate? A big night, big weekend on the piss up there last weekend. Then you take a as a. I'm very apologetic about that. That's it. I'll make it up for you. I'll make it up to you, and let's go watch the Knights play. I've actually, got a. a just speaking back on uh, Clifford, Jay Clifford and coming to the Knights as well, given Pierce's long-term injury. So someone, Cowboys fan, uh, broke it down on one of the Reddit forums or one of the Cowboys forums early this afternoon. They said, this is how it must have all played out because I don't know if you read the story about Tom Dearden getting approached or the Broncos getting approached by a third party to see if they would release him early. Mm, I saw uh, that did you not see long that? ago, yeah. I didn't quite go into it, but I did see the the headline of it. Mm, give me a bit of liberty here to go through this story, but someone breaks it down like this. Cowboys want Dearden, Newcastle want Jay Clifford. Newcastle asked the Cows to release Clifford because Pierce is absolutely boned. Cows say, nah, we have no depth there. Newey says, fuck it, hold my beer. Hold my hard hat, I should say. <laughs> there it is. Newcastle approached Sam Ayub, who was JT's old and Tom Dearden's current manager. Newey says, Oi, Sam, can you pull some strings and get us Dearden released early? Sam Ayub says, Hold my Porsche keys. Player managers, they're, they're obviously yeah. work very well off. Ayub says, Oi, Broncos, do you want to re- re- want to release Tommy? Broncos says, Nah, no, <laughs> no, if and way, champ. Broncos go to Pete Bedell, uh, ever-loving Broncos supporter in the media there. Mate, can you please let everyone know that Tom Dearden isn't for sale? Pete Bedell stands to attention, nods and salutes and says, yes, sir. And then Courier Mail releases an article saying Tom Dearden is not for sale. We are holding him well and truly. But that that is the whole crux of it, like this third-party thing. It makes a lot of a sense because I know Newcastle been trying to get Clifford up there this year for the depth and whatnot. Let's say our current halves are our starting, what do you call him, lock slash utility, Connor Watson. Utility. And yes. um, an old man with one knee, uh, Blake Green. So that's our halves for the week. So it makes a lot of sense to try and get young Jay Clifford up there. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting point. I didn't consider the third that. party thing. Mm. Bizarre. Anyhow, it's a lot of 
A lot of uh, chess plays getting made in the uh, in the background here of the NRL. But, but the weird thing is, like, what was um, Blake Green doing not coming on as soon as Mitch Pearce went off? So you guys had Green on the bench, ready-made replacement in the halves. You didn't play him as no, soon as No, I think because it's off. his first game back from an ACL injury and he's not a young pup. So the, um, the story I heard um, was that they had a minute's limit on him and regardless of what happened in the game, as we saw, they stuck to their plan with Blake Green just to get some run in the legs. And um, so, yeah, it was it, it looked funny to me at the time too, but then hearing the story and saying we had our plan and we stuck to it, I can't really fault it. I mean, he's now got to be the starting half with whoever it may be for the next three months. Um, we, we need him. <laughs> we need him out mm. there and, uh, you know, we need his legs working. Oh, enough on uh, our two sides, mate. Some of the other injuries coming out of the week. Adam Fanua Blake, he copped a pretty bad knock from Tupanua during the week there, during the game there. He um, didn't make it back on the field. There was talk about how he may have, but it was a sort of pain issue there. The calf uh, or the knee, I should say, did not look very good at all. So, um, yeah, he's a definite question mark leading in. Uh, Satili Tupanua, as we said, HIA, he's going through concussion protocols this week. Very popular super coach player there. Jamal Fogarty, he uh, injured his quad over the weekend, tried to play it out, didn't go so well for him. He got a zero. Yeah, That's it was a- apparently just a cork, so he should be okay. Mm. But um, I know a lot of people played him this week. Um, and a lot of people were on him for the cash rises and absolutely destroyed him. Same yeah, as Tupanua. No, Tupanua is... got KO'd on four points, and he was a big play this week too. So it's one of those things we spoke about at the start, when things go right for you or when things go wrong, and those things, uh, you know, a lot of people copped him. Hmm. It's exa- exactly right, man. Sometimes it's just a game of luck, and unfortunately the luck ran out for those couple of guys there, but I'm sure they will be back. And finally, the notable, other notable here we've got is Herbie Farnworth, who was showing a bit of form even in that uh, Storm game. He was one of the better players there. He's been given a rest with a shoulder concern there, so should be back in firing after the Rabbitohs game. Some less Supercoach relevant news. Uh, Anthony John, he's out with a hip. Josh, hip injury. Josh Dugan, head clash, classic uh, concussion for the Dugs there. Jazzy O'Neill, Murray Talungi, both the same fate there. So they're... Uh, Juzzy O'Neill's out of the side, but Talangi, he's been named uh, pending some protocol assessments there. Mulatalo in that same game. Jeez, the Sharks are having a bad run with injuries, but still cleaned us up. There you go. Uh, he had a knee concern coming out of the weekend's game. Nick Meany, broken ribs. He was named fullback. He was given a run there and unfortunately just copped a pretty nasty shot there. He is uh, out resting those ribs there. Lachlan Lewis, I don't know why he was allowed to stay on the field there, but he's off uh, for this week anyway with a concussion uh, protocols there. He got a very nasty knock. Morgan Boyle, Jack Gazewski has replaced him. He's got a shoulder dislocation. Horrible news for Manly as well as Moses Suley, a knee to the back. Should be just a bit of pain management, but uh, maybe right to go. So, Again, the injury carousel continues on, but uh, for this week anyway, probably less Supercoach relevant stuff. Uh, yeah, it's not as hugely Supercoach as it has been in the, um, the last couple of weeks, but there's still a couple of key names in there. And, um, you know, those fringe guys that you just mentioned, they can have that domino effect on how guys are named or where they're named or where they're sitting. As we said, you know, with probably the not so 
relevant Mitch Pierce and this year Kurt Mann both out of the game. That means Connor Watson's the starting five eight for the Knights um, mm. on Saturday afternoon. So it does it does play down the line. And, um, it is. It's just everybody's copping it. And I know I saw Benny Hunt come out this afternoon and absolutely blast the NRL about how they've sped the game up and it's not safe to play anymore and, and whatnot. And he should know he's out with broken legs sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. The games, I don't know if they're any more entertaining, but there's a lot more injuries. Well, I'm not entertained, but uh, <laughs> in, as far as the spectacle is concerned, I think there's a lot more attacking play. And I think teams just have to adapt to it. That's, that's one thing, like, everyone's sort of whinging about it. The dud teams, like my own included, are sitting back and saying, like, oh, no, it's too fast and, you know, the, the rules – changes we've given no notice and it's just too difficult to adapt well the better teams have adapted you just need to get better well that's it there was no complaining about the rules the three straight years the knights won the spoon so i didn't hear anything then deal with it <laughs> we were all <laughs> i had to do it you guys can deal with it now uh, exactly right i still reckon and i said it in the article uh the sunday wrap article like i, I still think the comp will level out as the season goes on. I think now teams just seem to be using this as an excuse. If they're under the you know, under the weather or under the pump in a game, they're just falling back on that, oh, it's too fast and, and all that sort of thing. Um, as the season wears on, they'll gain more match fitness. A lot of the bigger, more star players will be playing in Origins and things like that. They, that's going to take its toll on them as well. So I think the blowouts that we're seeing now might be reflective of the rule changes, but it's not going to be a permanent thing. Uh, at least I'm hoping anyway, having seen my side get tailed up by 40 by Cronulla. Suspensions, mate. The, a couple of real big ones here. So firstly, Cody Walker, you traded him in and you broke him because I he's gone. Absolutely uh, broke him. A game. Yep, you certainly did, mate. How dare you? He's gone for a game. He struck out with the elbow at Nick Meany on the ground there and also got a contrary conduct charge as well. So yeah, double couple charge. Of, took the early guilty yeah. plea on both, so it did reduce... The severity of the penalties, but uh, so he'll miss the one game still. But Jesus, is, that hurts. That hurts. I mm. say I hummed and hard, and I decided to. As we spoke about it just before coming on. I, I skipped Schuster so I could go for the points in Cody Walker, and it hasn't worked out this week. But that's the game. Who's your backup five eight? Connor Watson. So I was saying. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I've got Schuster in uh, now. He's my backup guy. So. Yeah, hoping for a big game from him because not having Cody against the Broncos absolutely oh, kills. That's disgusting. But, uh, anyway, that's a bit of bad luck, but um, we move on. And Paddy Carrigan for the Broncos, he's the other interesting one here. Not so much for him, but the fact that TPJ comes to replace him with his week out with suspension there. TPJ comes into the lock position there. So it was looking pretty ordinary last week. Uh, Pangai didn't get a lot of minutes and was pretty ineffectual in a, in a pretty well-beaten side against Melbourne. So... Uh, for any owners still holding on to him, you'd hope he comes out with a bit more fire in the belly in this game here, gets a bit few more minutes and a few more offloads against that Rabbitohs pack. Some of the other suspension news coming out. So Bunty Afoa, one match for a shoulder charge on Sam Walker there. Um, yeah, Anton will be spewing. Your boy Jacob Saifidi, one match for a shoulder charge on Ravalawa. Just cannot take it trick there bunnies they lose Kaloa Matangi as well two matches for a nasty crush tackle on Hopawadi got some form I think he does yeah uh, I think it's more carryover than anything else I think he also took the early plea and still got two matches for it 
Might need to uh, stamp that sort of stuff out there. Morgan Boyle, who we mentioned, was out with a uh, injury issue up before. He's been cited for two matches for a crusher tackle, so we'll obviously take those given the injury. And Victor Adley is contesting a fine. So we saw, uh, was it Alex Twile yeah, last week? Yeah, Twile did it last week and position. failed and had to pay out another $500 or whatever it was. And this week it's Radley. Yeah. Love it. Pokey's not paying out enough for our NRL stars there. Oh, Uncle Nick will step All right, in mate, and help him the... out. <laughs> provide some multis, whatever it might be. Same game multis for you, mate. We'll uh, go now to the game by game, the teamless Tuesday news that was. Bunnies and the Broncos, mate. Thursday night should be a great game if you're a Bunnies fan here. For Souths, as we mentioned, Cody Walker, he's out, and so is Koloa Matangi. So Dean Hawkins, he comes in uh, in jersey number 14 to play that utility role. And Benji, big bad Benji, gets a, his first starting game of the year there. He's played pretty well uh, since the start of the year in that utility role there. He gets a start in the halves there. It's not Ooh, a bad Koloa placement, Matangi. is it? No, you lose Cody Walker all. and bring in Benji Marshall. You haven't lost too much at all. Not at all. He's been, uh, well, for a 700-year-old man, he has been killing it. I'll tell you what, I'll um, take him at my club in a heartbeat. Yeah, please go away, Ben Hampton. Uh, <laughs> he comes in to salvage some some uh, experience there, and Jacob Host comes into back row for Kalama Tungi. So not much doing there. Souths were, were pretty good over the weekend there, put the... Um, Put the, the opponents to the sword there, so ended up doing what they needed to do. Latrell looking pretty good as well for them. He's firming into that fullback spot. He's had about a year and a, a few rounds into it, so he's looking pretty darn handy there. But um, I, guess, I guess one of the interesting points is Cameron Murray. Um, he's obviously still named there in the lock position. He's yet to fire in this game here. Do we expect a game like the Broncos... I mean, he hasn't killed it in any other game, but is this the week he scores, for example, or or something like that just to turn it around? Yeah, you'd have to think that this is the week he's going to do something if it happens at all. But we saw with Melbourne last week, it was obviously the Ryan Papenhausen show. So that's, you know, I've got Luttrell firmly in um, the best vice-captain spot for my weekly article this week, and he's not going to be moving out of that anytime soon. I mean, Christian Welch had a big game. Um, so, yeah, there's a chance that Cam Murray can do similar in the middle of the field. Mm. I mean, if they're going to do it against any opponents, it might be the Broncos here. But um, for them, anyway, their opponents, Herbie Farnworth, as we mentioned, is out. Richie Kenner replacing him. Ex-Bunny, I believe, there. Paddy Carrigan, he's out suspended. And TPJ uh, fills in for him at the lock position there. Asiata joining the bench. So not a lot of movements there for the Broncos after getting pummeled by the storm. Um, you got Tom Dearden in at halfback there, Brody Croft on the bench as it was last week. So weird uh, play getting getting put together there by Kevy, who looks uh, a tad out of his depth, if, if one were to critique his performance so far. But um, for the Broncos anyway, like they did struggle a little bit, but in terms of 
good to see him back. Payne Haas, he was pretty good, I thought. Didn't reflect in his score, about a 50-odd. Are you looking for bigger minutes or bigger impact from him this week? Yeah, absolutely. It was he first came back from a bit of a layoff and um, we were chatting during the game. I think he was on something about 40-odd at half time. He looked like he was off to a huge start and then just faded out. But again, that could have been the, the narrative of the game. Um, they didn't have much ball or any hope in the second half, so he could have just faded. But, um, yeah, I think he'll ease into it. He'll um, he'll work his way up a little bit. There was the concern about his minutes and his rotation and all that sort of stuff coming in, so whether he's been capped a little bit that way, but um, surely he's going to be improvement from that. Yeah, I mean, 69 minutes, Lil. Uh, pretty handy effort from him. The only thing is a lot of that first half was just spent looking at Ryan Pappenhausen's stroll through the line. So difficult to get into the game when you're sort of standing behind your try line watching goal kicks go over. So good signs anyway for his minutes there. Um, conversely, TPJ on the other hand was, was pretty ordinary. I think he got 30 odd. Yeah. And just not much going at all for him there. I expect him to bounce back here. The interesting watch for me, though, for the Broncos, not, no one really, but Payne Haas definitely keeping an eye on him, hoping for a few more 50-point sort of games as he eases back into it. But uh, the way he played on um, the Friday night just seemed to suggest to me that it won't take long at all before he's nudging the 70, 80-point games that made him such a play. Anyone else for uh, these Rabbitohs and Broncos, mate? Uh, just the, the big names that we, everybody has, the Tessie New and the Jordan Ricky. I think they've been doing pretty well, actually, considering there were such cheap options to start the year. Ricky's pumping out 50s most weeks, which you're going to take from your 17th man. And, and Tessie as a, a very cut price, cheapy center winger. Um, you know, a 45 average is, is serviceable. He'll keep you afloat until you're able to trade up. But so, yeah, that. Those boys are doing quite well. Outside of that, it's hard to get excited about too many people in the Broncos side. Um, Asako had a, a big following last week, but you know, limped mm. to about a thirty odd against a, the much tougher competition than the Bulldogs the week before. So, which is to be expected. And South this week, I don't think you can get um, ahead of yourself thinking he's going to repeat those efforts. But yeah. It's a tough one for Sarko owners who might have jumped on last week. He had about a negative 40 break even, killing it at uh, center wing and fullback there. But you saw some people trading Pappenhausen out for him. No. Even to, even Tedesco, yep. Oh. Uh, they did it based on the break even. RIP. And un- yep, unfortunately, he's made some cash with that negative, uh, but... Yeah, geez, just did not turn it on at all. And it's uh, almost that cash over points thing. It's a big conundrum, but did not work out. Don't trade out the keeper. We spoke about it last week. You do not trade out the keeper. You only missed 160 points, and it's not that bad. Next game, mate. Warriors and Manly, take me through it. Yeah, we spoke about it before. The big one out is AFB. He's out for the... It could be a week, it could be a little bit more, see how he responds, but that knee. Um, so replacing him is Lisa Armao. Bunty is also out as we spoke. So that's made a bit of a shuffle in the pack. Tohu is the starting prop this week. Um, I don't think that really affects his game too much going from lock to prop, but it means probably a higher work rate, a little bit more rest for him. Uh, Jack Murch, he's moved into the bench uh, sorry, from the bench into the back row, and Kane Evans has come on to play his first game for 
for the club, let alone for the season. So, yeah, it's it's caused a bit of a shuffle. The rest of the team is pretty stock standard. Um, bit of a better matchup for Cody this week. He struggled against the Chooks, which is to be expected, but now comes up against Seagulls. So if anybody has him as a pod, he's um, he's about to repay the faith, I suppose. For Manly, uh, I know a lot of had um, penciled in Tommy Turbo as this week being the week he returns, still but still not in the 21. Manly's come out and during the week and said, we're just not going to rush him in, which is a smart play for him and the club, but, um, geez, they need him back in a hurry. Um, so, yeah, Morgan Harper comes in. He replaces Sully, who had that back complaint. He's obviously stiffened up that um, the muscles in his back after copying the knee, so he's no good. Um, Gazelski comes in, replaces Morgan Ball. That shoulder looked awful. Um, so mm. he couldn't even move when he was on the field. Um, poor bloke. So he's out for a little while. Um, and Tofafoa Sipley is uh, now on the bench. Benny Trojevic named in the reserves, and there's a bit of chatter around he could be promoted to get his start uh, first start this week. So one to watch coming into the Friday night, Friday afternoon game. Hmm, interesting one. I think he's obviously come in with a lot of owners, given the name uh, there, and also the fact you can put him in the forwards there. So if he's hopefully getting more than, say, 15, 20 minutes off the bench, if he does find his way into the side, he's doing well for you there. But, geez, I did not expect him to be getting a run this early on in the year. I guess if, it just goes if he does, show what yeah. – um, they're, they're struggling yeah, if, with if troops down at Manly Way. So every time someone pulls on a second row jersey, they get hurt and they're out for a while. Um, they should get some troops back next week, I believe. Sirenin's due back. But, yeah, so it could be a good time to blood the young fella. They're not going to do too much uh, in the competition this year, so why not give him a run? And a guy for the Warriors, mate, Cody Nicarima. We spoke about him last week, and I think he was – was he the number one – Halfback in he the game? He was or the highest averaging uh, halfback to that point. Uh, that's fallen away a little bit. Um, but, yeah. He's to be fair, a well-beaten side uh, in the end by the Roosters still managed to try assist there. So, I expect, like, it was a tough night for him there, still goal-kicking and all that sort of stuff there. So, if you did bring him in uh, last week or, you know, from earlier rounds, you still hopeful with a 22 break even that this sort of guy can turn it on against a team like Manly. So I think if anyone's looking at um, moving him on, you've sort of got to look at his matchup here. And I I think he still looked pretty good against uh, the Roosters. So I didn't see anything to suggest he wouldn't be a continual play. No, and we spoke about it last week. If you're getting Nick Arima, it was A, he's controlling the team now with um, CHT out. He's goal kicking and he's got a really good run coming up. But we knew that started with Sydney. So you you knew you were going to take a hit initially. Then he comes in this week against Manly, St. George next week, then another tough one against Melbourne. Then plays your boys in round eight, Manly again. Another tough one. Yeah. So he's got a really good couple of games coming up. Um, You just knew it was going to start tough. So stick fat if you did go with him. Better things are coming. Certainly are, mate. And we will be back after a quick break to keep those better things coming. 
Alrighty, back here now for what should be a pretty cracking game here. Panthers and the Raiders. For the Panthers, absolutely no changes there. Ivan Cleary sticking with the same 17 as we expected after routing Manly on Thursday night last week there. For the Raiders, they've got a couple of changes here. Joseph Tarpany. Joe Tarpany, he returns from an ankle injury at lock pushing. Ryan James to the interchange. But the interesting one here. Ryan Sutton retains a starting spot in the, the prop rotation there with Janamis Louie going back to reserve. So a bit of a surprise move there. Uh, Sutton's been scoring some tries lately. He got 113 and then I believe a 90 last week. So has absolutely been belying his middle-ish price and history in this game. He is on absolute fire at the moment and getting rewarded with that starting spot there. So good to see for him. Josh Papali, he was benched for Ryan James last week against his old club, the Titans, but Papali wins back his starting spot there. So a couple of interesting moves for the Raiders there. Um, interested to see how uh, Ryan Sutton really fares out of this game here. So I thought his time in the sun might have been short-lived with Tarpane coming back, but he's still managed to find a way into that side, starting side. Do you like him? Ryan Sutton, mate, what are your thoughts? Um, it's hard. As you said, he kept that starting front row spot on um, on form and you just couldn't leave him out considering what he's been doing. He's been outstanding. But as a 500K guy, do you take a run at him now? I know a lot of people have your Takiahos or your Tinos, um, a Christian Welch who I've got it myself. They're all around the same price. You wouldn't be going sideways and you wouldn't be bringing in Sutton onto your bench anywhere um it's a tough call but i don't think you could go for it personally no too many attacking stats i think for for him i think if people did see it last week after that 113 like he's playing starting minutes he's a good player as well so i think they jumped on that if you did absolutely credit to you i think he had about a thousand odd trade-ins so You've definitely been rewarded by that try there. Whether or not it continues, it uh, remains to be seen. And he's now at an awkward price. So yeah, he's 505k, but he has a negative yeah. 20 break even. So he'll be riding out those type scores for another two weeks or so and um, could cash straight out to a pain half. Mm. Interesting one there. If you have trades to burn, if you maybe held off on a few, it's an absolute luxury trade at this stage of the year. But uh, anyone with trades up their sleeve, could do worse than going to a guy with a negative break even like Sutton there, who's still playing in the starting side. Anyone else for Panrith and Raiders for you, mate? No, just um, you don't have Kurt Capewell still, do you? Or do you, did you bring um, him in? We're trying to bring him in this week, yeah. so we'll just see. Despite a down week last week, who, you know, he's had a couple of those this year. He got relieved with a try last week, but uh, Capewell, despite playing pretty big minutes, I think he was almost... Only on 51. Uh, but, I mean, the the forward pack didn't really have to do much in that Panthers match. No. Uh, so, yeah, it can be expected. Once their games are a bit tougher, as we saw against Melbourne, he was right in the thick of things and put up a good score. So, hopefully, they can get a few more of those. But, um, hmm. Yeah, no, Luai also, um, for anybody who started with Jerome Luai, hats off to you. You're absolutely killing it. He's flying. He dropped a 120, 130 last week. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people looped that. So well done to all Luai owners. 
Absolutely. He's been killing it so far this season, Luai. Like, he's a kind of guy, like, you look at a, a standard Supercoach side, they've got Nathan Cleary at halfback there, and it's just the reluctance to bring in the guy from the same side in Jerome Luai. But as it's shown, it's absolutely worked out so far. He did score his first ton over the weekend, but, geez, every single game he has looked dangerous and there's no second year syndrome there's nothing like that he looks an out and out gun so i think we a, a guy that's under 600k definitely need to start considering him uh, a little bit more than he may be right now and you, i mean you spoke about him last week and going through the you know dylan brown cameron munster um i think was it even cody nicarima i can't remember who the other one was well, but, cody walker uh, mate how could you forget cody walker, the best of the lot of one of the cody's <laughs> Absolutely. Well done on landing on that one, mate. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, champ. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jerome Lua, he's been killing it and looking the good. So it might not have translated into massive super coach scores to start the year, but geez, he has looked basically in everything good the Panthers have done so far in 2021. Mate, it's your boys, the Titans and the Knights here. So for the Titans, your boy. Speaking boy, of he's your boys, back. Brian Kelly gets back just in time too because Anthony Don's out hurt, so Philip Sammy's shift across to the wing. Um, but, yeah, Kelly's back just in time to break my heart. That's brutal. Mm. Um, other than that, pretty stock standard for the Titans. Um, Ash Taylor's named in the reserve, so there's a good chance he gets named, but um, we'll see what happens with that final team lineup and, and how uh, Jamal Fogarty's running with his corked quad. He'll be a watch leading up to game time for anybody that has him. Um, as Jesus, the Knights has just absolutely thrown dice on a board to try and get a team across the line here. Pong is back um, for Tex Hoy. Mitch Pierce is out, as we said. Connor Watson moves into 5'8", partnering Blake Green. Um, what do you think that does to Connor Watson, mate, before you go on? He what, what should happens? have the what's, ball what's in hand a lot more um, and facilitating a little bit. So he's been doing that a, a little anyway. But um, the thing about Connor Watson is he just loves a run. So you're not going to stop him running. I think it probably hurts his scores a little bit, but I'd still be expecting, a, you know, 50 to mid-50s from him. Um yeah, and, and David Clemmer took a bad shot to the knee, but he's been named. Um, he's going to be a watch right up until game time. Um, but, the, yeah, the Chris Randall, Pasami Solo and Brody Jones come onto the bench, and I'm not entirely sure we have too much more than that going on. Jack Johns, Braden Musgrove, Simi Sasagi, and Garrett Smith are our reserves, and I'm pretty sure only Jack Johns of those has any NRL experience. Just oh, Garrett Smith, he's a future star, surely. Yeah. There's no Daniel Lake, though. I expected more out of that team list, but uh, anyway. No, he just can't happens. quite crack it to that team. <laughs> poor attitude, trains awful. <laughs> Definitely not training the house down. He's training the house well and truly upright. Um, Kalen Ponga, what do you make of him, mate? Obviously, you're a big fan of his, and he's finally getting his first crack in 2021 here, but he's coming into a very stacked fullback position and in tomorrow's pop we'll talk a bit about how good that fullback spot has been but do you see ponga being a sort of guy that we're going to trade in could you try again siri no she's asked me twice i cannot try again kaylin ponga <laughs> can he try again in 2021 um yes 
<laughs> short answer is yes, but it won't be happening anytime soon for me. Um, the Knights have had a really good run to start the year. Um, play the Shark next week. Then it's, it gets a bit tougher through the middle part of the season. But what I really like is the, the what is it, sort of Supercoach finals. For the Knights, we've got Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, and Broncos in the last five games. So Pong is going to be someone I'm targeting for that end-of-year run, um, possibly even a little bit further up uh, just after origin time. So we'll see what happens. But it's as you said, it's such a stacked position. You've got Latrell Mitchell and AJ Brimson as sort of the next tier down, um, but the absolute premiums there is Tedesco and Pappenhausen. And the way they've been playing... It's hard to justify jumping off either of them. Bulldogs in the storm, mate. Could be a very nasty outing here for the poor old dogs. So the dogs, they come in with a few changes here. DWZ, he returns from suspension at fullback. Nick Meany, he is out with that rib injury there. Josh Jackson and Luke Thompson both return respectively from suspensions. Josh Jackson, probably the more interesting play there, but still uh, keen to see how Luke Thompson fares. Uh, highly touted English forward that he is. Jack Hetherington, he moves back to the interchange that so his brief foray into somewhat of a supercoach relevance is gone. Dean Britt and Joe Stimson, who has well and truly fell away, are gone as well. Lock and Lewis, he sits out after copping a head knock last week, a very nasty one. And Jake Avarillo, he's back. He's back from an ankle injury at 5'8". So what a time to return against the might of the Melbourne Storm. Corey Allen, he's uh, at centre this week. And Nick Kotrick on the wing. So, geez, you wouldn't be looking too heavily into some of those dogs there, but um, they're shuffling the deck chairs around anyway in prep for this one. For the Storm, the big news, Harry Grant, he's back in jersey number 21. So a chance, uh, maybe a low one at that to make it back into the side for this week. Brandon Smith owners may be a little wary of that one there, but the Queensland origin fans there, you'd be keen to see Harry Grant doing his stuff again. Oh, sorry, I thought you were side. about to mention Brinko Lee. He's also in that reserves list. So. Speaking oh, of, mighty Queensland Speaking of Maroon fans, winner. that's it. There you go. And, uh, yeah, you know, despite losing Tino F and, and the like in the offseason there, they've still managed to uh, turn it around. And who knows, maybe Brandon Smith with this origin eligibility will find himself in the Queensland Maroons side in years to come. So fair bit of Queensland spirit about this storm side there. Felice Kafusi, another Queensland origin star. He returns from suspension. Tom Eisenhuth drops back to the interchange there. Naz and Kami Kamitha, they are named, um, I think, was it Kami that came on to start last week for Naz? Yeah, I believe so. So Naz was in that starting role and then dropped to the bench pre-kickoff. Um, so he's in the 13 again with Kami Kamitha on the bench. So we'll just have to watch to see what happens there, whether it's another ploy by Bellamy and they'll run the same switcheroo. Just don't know. So I think the biggest question out of this game here, Matt, are you an idiot for not captaining Pappenhausen this week. Got to, don't you? Had a quick look and, again, a bit of an insight into the captain's article. Pappenhausen will be featuring, surprise, surprise. Um, what? But, oh. yeah, no, I know. It's, I've gone right out on a limb. He's probably a long shot for me. Um, so he just dropped a 197 on the Broncos and it was two weeks ago that that Broncos side with Jermaine Asako, he had 114 on the dogs from fullbacks. So what's that? 114 plus 197. You're looking at a good 400 score, 300 and something score. Mm, yeah. 130. 
Lock it in. 11, Jesus. Well, uh, yeah, exactly right. And poor old Bulldogs, they, yeah, didn't fare too too kindly. Luttrell was okay last week as well. There was a fair bit going on. He did score at the end of the game to pump his score up a little bit, but he had about a 65 or something off top of head. Um, so, yeah, not outstanding. But it was a bit of a funny game from the Rabbitohs, and they, they won – very handily, but I thought the dogs were in it a lot more than they should have been, despite not scoring. Um, and the bunnies did they did the exact same thing to Manly? I thought mm, I sort of just coasted through, and everyone sort of just did their bit part. Um, but yeah, the scores weren't fantastic. Cody got a sixty-seven. Reynolds scored that late breakaway to make his score respectable, sort of thing. So it wasn't a huge scoring game from the the sides. So they seemed to coast against the easy ones, which. Uh, a few did call with Cody Walker. Roosters and the Sharks here, mate, both coming off big wins against, uh, well, the Sharks, a definite top four contender there, the Cowboys. Uh, for the Roosters, an unchanged 17, so didn't expect much coming out of that game there. Flogged in the end, the Warriors. Ben Marshke, everyone, uh, everyone's favourite player at the game. On the weekend, he's uh, back in the side again on the interchange there. But outside of that, the interesting one there, I guess, is Brett Morris. He picked up a cork in the game there. There was talk about Ikevalu or possibly even Joseph Sawali taking his spot in the side there. So I guess it will be uh, keeping uh, keeping an eye on Adam Stilesy Styles's Twitter feed to make sure if you've got a Brett Morris or even a Sawali in your side there that you're keeping abreast of any last-minute changes there, but that could be the only one that we see coming out there. And the Sharks, well, Jesse Ramian returns from suspension in the centres. Connor Tracy, my boy, reverting back to the interchange. Jeez, he put us to the sword. What a sad state of affairs that was. Braden Trindle moves from interchange to the uh, reserve, so the 18 to 21s. Um, Connor Tracy was pretty good there. I thought, um, is it Teague? Yeah, uh, the second rower for Cronulla, who's filling in for Britt Nakora in his two-week suspension, which finishes up next week. He was pretty good as well. Will Kennedy, though, the Sharks fullback there. I said it last week's pod. If we had six fullback spots, we'd be scoring points of like 1,500, 1,600 every week. That guy scored 100 and nearly 20. 23, yeah. He destroyed it. He was looked really good too. He was in everything the Sharks did and, and jagged a couple of tries. Um, and I know we keep saying and we keep piling on you, it was just the Cowboys and whatnot, but he made a couple of really good decisive runs, broke the line and stepped away um, from last-minute tacklers. So he's looking really good. For a guy that's we sort of – I think everyone had him in last year as a, a cash yep. grab. Um, and away. that's it. He's, he's really cemented his spot into the NRL side. Um, but on your, your six fullback – Squads like we've got an 18th man in the NRL now. Surely we can have something similar in our super coach side. I don't see why not. Make it happen, Rob Sutherland, Tom Sangster. Please, the people have spoken. Uh, Matt Moylan, finally for this game here. What did you make of his performance last week? Got a pretty good ball from Ueli. That was um, a brilliant ball. Was, yeah, was- absolutely. Possibly forward, but uh, in and about. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the game there. He's still churning along, making some cash. Would you ever play him, though? I wouldn't. I don't think you could trust him. You just de- never know. And especially this week against the Roosters, it's going to be hard to play any Sharks if you've got them. But um, that's the thing with 
with Moylan, he can score so well or he can ping a hammy and like crossing onto the field to start the game. It's just um, rocks of diamonds. Tigers and Cowboys at Leichhardt. Mate, tell me how the Cowboys-Queensland spirit is going to get them the win here. Um, okay, tell me about the Tigers. <laughs> the Tigers. Let's go to the Tigers. Um, not too much in this one. As- Asu Kapawa, um, he's out of the side. Tommy Talau comes in um, to the centre. Sorry, comes into the wing with Moses Envoy moving into the centres from the utility role. Michael Cheekham replaces him on the bench for the Tigers. Um Otherwise, same team that just lost out. I say just lost out. They lost by 14, but it was a really close game uh, up until the, the, the couple. Exactly, right, yeah. I'd say cash money. But, um, yeah, they were only two points down with about three minutes to go and a couple of late tries to the Eels. So I thought the Tigers played really well. They're starting to click as a team. Um, even your boy, Luke Brooks, is looking pretty good mm. um, out there. But um, for Another the Tigers, 70. how good is Dane Laurie looking? Uh, just this kid's going to be an outstanding football player, let alone a super coach. Um, anyway, moving across to the more relevant side, Jason Tomalolo is mm. back in football. So he comes in, regains his number 13 jersey, pushing Josh McGuire to the bench. The hammer goes from the wing to center, thanks to Juzzy being out. Um, and Kyle Felt returns from suspension, so he goes back onto the wing. So that's the only change for you guys. And why would you change a team that just lost 48 to 10 to the Sharks? <laughs> why, why indeed? I'm interested to see how Tal Malolo performs. Obviously, the uh, only game he's had so far this season was that um, round one effort against Penrith when all the talk was about his very low minutes there at just 50. So interested to see what Todd Payton does here. Is it uh, time to just basically give him the exact same role that was doing pretty well for himself over the last, uh, say, decade and just let him do what he does? Or do we still continue to cap his minutes? Listen, interested he's a definite do. watch. Um, but it, if I'm the coach, he's he's made his point. He picked the big dog in the yard and made an example out of him. Um, but I think it's been shown, like, Tom Lolo's been out for three weeks and things haven't really gotten any better. If anything, they've got much, much worse. So you can't afford to not have him out there playing big minutes and, and uh, putting actually, the Actually, Lakey, we have, scored, we have scored so many more points than we did in that 24-0 loss to Penrith. We've mm-hmm. scored seven tries since then. Well, if you look Do at we even it defensively, need you, you only <laughs> you, you kept Penrith well, no to only 24 that. points and the Sharks put double exactly. that on you. So um, you at least need Tomalolo out there tackling people, surely. Final game of the round. It's again the Eels, mate. Your boys, they come up against the Dragons who are three in a row. Who'd have thought? Including the mighty Cowboys themselves. Mate. Eels. Ryan Madison, he's back. Big, a huge, big. Skip Ryan Madison, that doesn't matter. Bryce Cartwright's back. (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) The party. I don't have Wenon's. Let me see what I can find here. I've got a. Yeah. (laughs) All the pump up songs you can find there. Bryce Cartwright, the Cardi Party, he's back. Oh, I cannot wait. Getting him? I cannot wait. I mean, we've got the luxury of two weeks to see how he's faring, but yeah, just. Just grab him this week. Why not? 
<laughs> if you've got him in draft, if you play uh, Styles' game there, absolutely. Why not? What a party to uh, get invited to there. Now, obviously, the uh, slightly less rele- relevant news is that Ryan Madison has been named, as he was last week. So, again, they're just playing very precautions, precautious with his uh, ongoing concussion issues. So having that massive history that he does, unfortunate history that it is, they're just being very careful. I think he was all right to go last week. I think they just said Isaiah Papali has gone pretty well in his absence there. So why risk him there and just keep him out? And I think it showed proof is in the pudding. The Eels did okay without him. Yeah, Papali scored a try on that left flank, so he played pretty well once again, which, again, that throws a bit of another question mark over Madison. If he still has any question marks, do the Eels pull him out last minute again, as they did last week, and just ruin a bunch of super coaches because it was the last game mm. of the round and they had no one to pull, you know, trade, trade into their sides for him. So it's going to be another nervous wait for any Madison uh, owners this week again. Jason Saab, come on down. (laughs) (laughs) The Dragons mate, their opponents. Jack Bird comes back from suspension for them. They have been obviously pretty handy there, but in terms of Supercoach relevance, really the only one that I can see, maybe a few people have Fuima Ono still floating about. Alvaro's done okay. Um, Zach Lomax is a premium center wing there, doing his job out there, but I don't know if there's much... Love in the way of Supercoach for them. Is there anything else that strikes you for this game here for them? Not really. Um, Dufty's another fullback only option who's a sort of semi-premium. Um, but, yeah, Zach Lomax is the only one I'd be really considering and I don't think he's that much of a priority at the moment. No, not at all. Still doing his job off the kicks and kicking goals and that sort of thing. But I think um, he's likely to play Origin this year, so that might also dampen his uh, Supercoach relevance even further there. So still doing the job for the Dragons, but maybe not so much for Supercoach sides. Lakey, that's round five. TLT done and dusted. What are you most looking forward to about this week? Bryce Cartwright. Absolutely. Please, we save the best for last. I really hope... I'm going to be... I'll Imagine probably, if he comes off. I was going to say, I'll be at CBUS on, on Saturday afternoon watching the Titans versus Knights, and I'm going to have my phone in hand hitting updates from Stilesy to see what Cardi's doing across the week. <laughs> as, an, as an astute punter and a winner of a same-game multi on Monday night, are you backing Bryce Cartwright in for any time try scorer? Oh, double. He'll get a double on debut for the Eels. Oh, Huge call. Double in five minutes. It's going to be tremendous showing there. That's what nonetheless, does. Absolutely. Quality over quantity. Lakey, uh, speaking of quantity, we've gone 58 minutes here in TLT. Standard stuff there. A lot of waffle, uh, but a fair bit going on. It's a good time of year. It's, everyone's still in the Supercoach game. Uh, no one's season is done just yet, unless you're Millgate. But everyone else <laughs> brutal in the running. <laughs> Guys, yeah, that's exactly right. Everyone's in the running. It was only two weeks ago. I was at like 35,000 in the overall rankings and two good weeks has got me up inside 7K. So that's all it takes. You just a couple good weeks, a, a good week, and I'll see you flying up the rankings at this early stage. So don't lose faith. Keep hanging in there. Make the right choices. 
Absolutely. And we'll be back tomorrow night to tell you about some of the good choices there in terms of what we do with maybe some origin players we're having a look at, uh, given that's basically not that far away, a couple of months away, and we're already talking about bye weeks. We'll also talk about some of the, uh, well, I guess the trade ins and outs from this week here, maybe what you're doing with your captaincy as well, Lakey. Not that it should be you answering that. Maybe it should be me, Captain Hoisin. Yeehaw. I'll tell you what I'm doing and you can do exactly the opposite. Love it, mate. But we won't be far away. Be back with you Wednesday for the SC report there. Thanks, Lakey. See you tomorrow. Will do.